You have located Geekfest Rants, the entertainment podcast for genre geeks like you. Shall we play a game? Covering the world of vintage and current film and television since 2010. Game over, man. Game over. Featuring in-depth conversations on sci-fi, horror, fantasy, comics, toys, and conventions. So say we all. So say we all. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy today's show. Fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. It's here, the G.I. Joe collection. Infantry troopers. Codename Grunt. Bazooka soldier. Codename Zap. Motor soldier. Codename Short Fuse. Laser rifle trooper. Codename Flash Ranger. Codename Stalker. Communications officer. Codename Breaker. Machine gunner. Codename Rock and Roll. Counterintelligence. Codename Scarlet. Commando. Codename Snake Eyes. Each sold separately. G.I. Joe from Hasbro. everybody and welcome once again to Geekfest Rants. My name is Carlos Perone and today we are going to examine some action figures. We uh, had a chance recently to buy a couple of new figures here or there and to kind of reorganize you know, my collection and I wanted to take you guys through that process and why certain figures and the purpose behind them in terms of my own collecting philosophy or strategy if you will. But there is also going to be a couple of new items that we've never kind of reviewed before, and that is t-shirts, genre t-shirts. So we're going to hit you with a few of those too. So let's just get started and talk action figures and t-shirts. You can collect them all. You are a toy! Batteries not included. Get those wonderful toys. Details on specially marked packages at participating stores. Is that the Six Million Dollar Man's boss? It's Oscar Goldman. Why do you have that? That's worth a lot of money. That's much more valuable than Steve Austin. Action figures each sold separately. Hi, I'm Chucky, and I'm your friend to the end. Some assembly required. All your favorite Star Wars heroes and villains. I have three of each. One to display, one to open, and one just in case. Let's take a look at a recent Star Trek Next Generation set of figures that I just got. And it is kind of unusual for me to buy Star Trek figures anymore because, as you guys probably know or remember, I have a pretty extensive Playmates opened figure collection that I talked about in the past. I've done a show specifically about the Borg action figures, all the different Borgs they put together. But my collection for Playmates was pretty thorough. I think I was pretty much done with it, except for one or two figures that I had to customize myself. Then Playmates, I guess they lost the license and different companies continued creating figures, larger scales, bigger scale, you know, that sort of thing. So the line did expand, but in a different way. And that's kind of when I kind of lost track of it already. By the time we got to Enterprise, the figures were much bigger, you know, McFarlane type big. And that's where I kind of said, all right, that's enough because it was getting out of control and the traditional Playmates no longer existed, specifically this, the, the size of Playmates. However, what was announced a little while ago, maybe half a year ago or so, was the reaction figures, one of my 
favorite retro lines that has been around now for a number of years. And, and there are many other lines that I think try to imitate reaction and they do it very well. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Some of these imitators are very nice, very accurate looking for, for that particular style of figure. What they announced was that they were going to put out a series of six Star Trek Next Generation figures. In the line, you have Picard, red shirt, uh, second, th you know, the second wave of uniforms, the ones with the collar, Data, Worf, Guinan with a purple outfit, the Borg, and Wesley Crusher. Now, what drew me to this immediately was Wesley Crusher, because this particular Wesley Crusher is a Wesley Crusher that was not released on the Playmates line. Playmates released two Wesley Crushers, I believe, one with a traditional red uniform and one with a cadet reversed, you know, instead of red on black, it's black on red uniform. But they never released a Wesley Crusher from the first few seasons of the show, the one where he had that gray kind of outfit with the rainbow stripe on the top. Granted, not the most attractive looking outfit. It's not really a uniform because he wasn't really a cadet or, or an officer or, or whatever it is that you are when you were going to sign the uniform. So I guess that those were his normal clothes, I guess. I don't know. I can't really get into it. Bottom line is that they never produced that character. Now, why didn't they do it? Well, it, it's, maybe it just wasn't a very attractive costume, but he was a very important character. That's what was unusual, was that they completely bypassed him. There were a lot of decisions that Playmates did that were kind of odd. For example, the Riker character had that rip on his uniform and his hand was out on this action pose. And it's like, well, why can't they just make a normal Riker? Like, just a regular standing Riker. Well, anyway, that's the way they did. And and that's what they ended up doing with, with uh, Wesley, which is awful that they completely bypassed that character with his original uniform. Well, Reaction has done it. They actually did it. They actually put it together. Now, in, tra in traditional Reaction manner, we'll see what happens. Because, for example, if these figures sell, most likely they'll do another wave of six. You know, this is six figures. Now, I ordered Wesley and I ordered the Borg. Now, let's first talk about the size of these figures. These figures, the Reaction ones, are more of a traditional, you know, Kenner style, if you will, of the three and three quarter inch size. Wesley is about three and three quarters high. Perfect. The Playmate figures that I talked about in the past, they're more four and a half inches tall uh, in size. So you are definitely looking at two different sizes. Now, part of the reason you could say is because with Playmates, they were adding on certain figures a lot more detail, a lot more articulation. So that's another thing you need more space for. And don't get me wrong, I appreciated that. I liked the fact that they were able to put so much detail on some of these. Like, the Borg figures are fantastic. The, the, the detail they did on the Borg, and that's one of the reasons why I picked the Borg to be my first video about those figures, is so I could display and show you guys exactly what I'm talking about. And I do have a carded, I, I got this one much, much later, I do have a carded version of the Borg figure that first came out. The reason why I wanted it carded, because I obviously I, I opened up all my other figures, but I wanted one because I wanted to have a representation, as I usually do, of a, a very important line. And that's one of the things I'm in the process now of trying to rearrange some of the 
displays that I have here in my office. And I have this one wall where I'm, it's becoming more of a, uh, I don't know if you want to call it history of toys or history of action figures, but more of a wall that represents the growth and the advancement of the history of certain lines. So for me personally, for me, this was a very important figure because this is the one that started it all for me for Playmates. It was this Borg figure. Now, I did get the Borg version of the reaction figure, which I'd like, as I just said, it it is much smaller. It is about eh, almost an inch smaller, but the detail is fantastic. It looks just great. And for somebody who has a Borg collection, if you will, more or less, this is a great addition to your set of Borg figures. Obviously, if I had this figure when I made that video, this would have been included in it. But let me just tell you about the Borg figure. The detail is fantastic. It is only five points articulation like the other figures of the reaction line, just like the Wesley one. So there, that is that the difference. Not only is it smaller, it's got less articulation. It has no accessories whatsoever. These don't come with accessories. And again, compared to the uh, Playmates one, uh, no base, uh, no accessories, no interchangeable tools for the hands or anything like that. But for a five-point of articulation figure, it looks awesome. They did a, just a fantastic job in giving you the Borg look. It's funny because the carded picture, uh, the actual art they use in the card, it looks to me that it's from one of the movies. It's a more advanced final design version of the Borg that we've seen in, in some of the films like First Contact and something like that. But the actual Borg itself that you see in the, you know, the toy, it's from Next Generation. So he has to be a little scaled back in terms of the how much detail you can add to it. You got to remember if you, if you guys watch the show, when the Borg were first introduced, I don't want to say they were bare bones, but they were less detailed. The costumes were way less scaled back than what we ended up with seasons later or in the films. So the Borg that you get here with this set, I would say it's like a medium level Borg in terms of they do put on the detail, but still sell it as a next generation figure. Going back to Wesley, again, you're dealing with a much smaller figure. The, the One of the best ways to describe the Wesley character uh, is kind of uh, in line, more or less, with the Galoob next generation figures. Again, when uh, and this, this is a line that didn't do too well <laughs> when it was first released back in 1988. When the show premiered, I think it was 87, Galoob got the license to put out Star Trek figures. They put out maybe something like 10 or 12. I don't remember exactly. Bottom line is that the, the line failed. The figures were not that popular. Size-wise, they're almost identical size-wise to the reaction ones. They were three and three-quarter. Some of them were not bad. Some of them were kind of bad. They did come with accessories. I'm looking at a Picard here. As a matter of fact, he has a built-in or sculpted phaser in his hand, which is kind of odd, I guess. And a little bag that I guess you can put around his, his neck or something or his shoulder. They did put out some accessories and some toys and some ships and yada, yada, yada. But bottom line is that this line did not survive too well. Uh, like I mentioned before, I believe the data figure was really bad in terms of the color variations of his face were really just not that good. And what is really ironic is that if this line, if this Galoob line would have continued, they were going to make a couple more figures, including a Romulan and 
Wesley Crusher in this costume, in this gray rainbow stripe costume. So you can kind of see this figure, this reaction figure as a, I don't know if you want to call it a bridging point into the Galoob line, you could say it's a continuation of the Galoob line. Yes, because size-wise and the fact that you're talking about five points of articulation and very simple, you know, not too crazy design looking, it would fit with that. The art that they use is very good. Very good art. He is wearing his <laughs> his particular shirt, you know, on the picture. So that's kind of good when they actually kind of get it right. But for me... Because my primary collection was Playmates, I kind of see it as a continuation of the Playmates line. Yes, if it would be, if, if the figure was about an inch bigger, it would fit much better with the Playmate ones. But it is great that they went in that direction. And that is also why, out of the six figures they put out, I only got those two. I didn't want to kind of repeat myself in terms of, well, I'm going to buy another Picard or I'm going to buy another Data. Believe me, I have enough Picards and Datas from Playmates to last me a lifetime. But... Even Guinan, you know, I got a couple of Guinans, and I think, to me, it almost looks as if the only difference in Guinan is just the color of her outfit. So I'm not going to go into color variations of the same outfit. But Wesley completely jumped all over that because that is one that was never made. Perfect for, for, for my, my particular set of rules of collecting. And the Borg, because for me, it all started with the Borg. And I don't mind owning different variations of the Borg in terms of... If somebody were to make a really good Borg figure that is worthy of being displayed <laughs> or talked about at least uh, with what came before, then that would fit right in. And this is exactly what, what it is. I mean, if this, if, if this figure would have shown up, you know, around that time when I was getting Playmate figures, if this particular figure would have shown up, I would have grabbed it right away. So there you have it, a little review of this new introduction of reaction Star Trek's Next generation figures. So we're going to do something we've never done before, and that is a t-shirt or, or an apparel review. <laughs> never done that before. Never really had a reason to do this before. But this particular wave of shirts that I got, specifically since I'm a big genre geek nerd, you know, this is the type of stuff that usually you might find at a convention, but now more and more you can buy these online, you know, good quality stuff that, first of all, you can find your particular size. I'm a pretty big guy, so it's it's kind of difficult sometimes to, you know, you go to a store and you find a shirt you like and you're like, well, do you have it in this particular size? And it's like, no. <laughs> so it's good, uh, you know, for, for online purposes to be able to, uh, to buy this sort of thing. I'm going to talk about four shirts, actually. That's why I'm going to do four shirts and a hat. Three of these items, three of these shirts and the hat come from a company called Fright Rags. And full disclosure, we have no advertising from this company. They don't pay us. They have no clue who we are. They probably don't care about us. But the point is, I got some shirts from them. Uh, and just like anything else, I'm, in, I'm scrolling on my Facebook feed and all of a sudden there's a, an ad for, and I'm like, wait a minute, this looks really interesting. And the ad that got me was a shirt. Now, Shirts, really, there's nothing really special I can tell you about shirts in terms of you know what a shirt looks like, a t-shirt. They're men cuts and women cuts. And obviously, I'm looking for a man's cut. And the, the picture they were advertising is Snake Plisking from Escape from New York. But what really looked odd that I've never seen before is 
his picture, he's holding his gun, kind of shooting towards you, towards the, the, the viewer. But on top, it says Escape from New York. But the entire design is made to look like a G.I. Joe action figure card. So you have the Escape from, it's in three different, like the American flag, three different colors. His pose is very G.I. Joe-ish with the red fires, you know, fire burning behind them. Again, it is a G.I. Joe card posture. You have USPF enemy. Like logo looks like almost it could be a sticker. And it says, uh, like I said, Escape from New York. A real anti-hero. So remember, G.I. Joe is the real American hero, whatever. This is a real anti-hero. Uh, then it says Special Forces codenamed Snake. You know, again, just like the figure. And in the bottom left, you also have the logo for USPF, which is supposed to be the United States Police Force. Again, this is great. This is just perfect. This is exactly the type of shirt uh, that, you know, you would want to wear going to a convention or something like that. You don't see a lot of these around but this company i hope they're really doing making a killing with these shirts because they're really well done the quality of the shirt it depends on the shirt this particular one i would say i would call it a medium thick shirt the other two that i'm going to talk about from them are are a lighter thickness they feel a lot lighter uh, maybe it has to do with the color this is a this shirt is is on black and a black background it's a black shirt and again, it's just such a great action figure connection that never really existed, if you think about it, because they really never made action figures originally until reaction got into the game. But the fact that they were able to copy or pay homage, if you will, to a G.I. Joe design, that's what really made it, you know, a hundred times much, much better. Well, the thing is that when I ordered this shirt... They also had like a coupon code that I was trying to apply and I was having trouble applying the code. And in the time that it took me to finally get all my information together, they actually ran out of my particular size. So I ended up leaving them a message on their, you know, notify me when you have more available. So I wasn't able to get that shirt originally. What I instead did was I bought two other shirts from them. Because I wanted to get my fix of Escape from New York, I ended up buying a blue shirt that has the USPF logo, huge USPF logo on the front of the shirt. And it says uh, United States Police Force 1997 Liberty Island Security Control. Oh, that's cool. I never actually saw that. The other thing you have to remember about this shirt and the other one also is that they are made to look faded. They are made to look like they were iron-ons, let's say, for example, and they've been through the wash a number of times and they're starting to get all kind of worn. So they purposely look that way. Now, as I mentioned before, this one is thinner. The cotton blend or whatever it is feels much thinner. It feels also uh, smoother, you know, on your chest when you wear it. Again, different qualities of cotton, I guess, that they use. I don't really have a much of a preference. I mean, these thin ones sometimes tend to... I don't know, get a little too form-fitting. I like the medium blends a little more. I can't believe I'm talking about the different consistencies of cotton. Anyway, the third shirt that I bought from them, sticking with the theme of John Carpenter, is a, uh, a Thing shirt, The Thing. And this particular shirt has the logo of Antarctica Research Program U.S. Outpost 31. That is a somewhat of a logo. You could say it's a recreation from the film. I've seen many versions of this. It's a circular logo of the 
research station where they're supposed to be taking place. In the middle of the uh, logo, what you see is, uh, I guess, the, 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 the shape of the, the, the Antarctic continent. It says 82, the appropriate year. And there's like a wolf in the middle of it, too. Again, cool little reference to the thing. This is a cool shirt, just like the other one in a way, because it kind of... You have to know what you're talking about in terms of noticing what it's about. It's the type of shirt that your non-genre person might say, what is that about? But if you are a genre person, you know exactly what that's about. Just like the USPF you know, shirt, your average person will be like, what does that mean? It's some kind of military thing or I don't know what it be. But you have to be a genre person. I remember once, again, very long time ago, I used to have a um, an army jacket. I bought a from, from an army navy store an army jacket, and I put uh, military patches on it from the movie Aliens, an alien. And one of the patches I had was the, the the crest that said United States Colonial Marines. And I remember a guy comes up to me once and he's like, what is that? United States Colonial Marines? Because he might have been military for real and realized that he's never heard of that branch. Uh, and I, I think I might have said, oh, it's from a movie. It's it's not real or whatever. But it's, yeah, it's one of those things. And that's, I kind of like that. I kind of like it when you have an item that has an in-film meaning, but it's not necessarily in your face. The type of item that only a few people will recognize it, but it is not universally known. So that's what I kind of go for with the uh, with the with the first shirt I talked about the Snake Plissken shirt. That is a little more likely because it even actually says Escape from New York on the top. So that is a little more likely that more people would recognize that shirt or the or the meaning behind the shirt than some of these other ones that are dealing with just either a, a logo or or a patch or something like that. That you have to kind of go, wait a minute, that looks familiar, but I'm not sure what it is. Now going back to the thing shirt again, this particular one is the same consistency of cotton as the USPF one. It's a thin, light cotton. This one is a gray shirt, and I believe you could pick from different colors, but I like the gray one. I pick the I pick gray as my background color for the shirt. Again, very much in the tradition of that other one. The fourth item that I got from this particular company is an Escape from New York hat. It's a cap. And at the time, I didn't even realize it until I looked. What I wanted was the the logo, the official Escape from New York logo, which is red on a black cap. That was the main purpose for buying this hat. I wanted that logo. But if you flip the cap over, in the bottom of the brim, the inside of the brim, if you will, there's uh, some art from one of the alternate posters uh, for Escape from New York, and this is the poster that you have Snake kind of kneeling on one knee, holding his rifle in one hand, and you have the the traditional Statue of Liberty tilted on the side, you know, in the background. Again, this is an alternate poster, not the main poster used for the film, but that is included in the brim of the head. And that's something that I noticed that lately, or maybe for a while now, is a a thing. It's a thing. People do that nowadays. They add additional information or additional art inside the brim. I kind of like that and don't like that in a way. I like it because it's it's art and it's a place to put art, but I don't like it sometimes because of the fact that if you look up, you see it. And it's a little distracting to me. <laughs> <laughs> to have art so close to your eyes when you're kind of, you know, putting your eyes up in the air. <laughs> so it's kind of weird. Another shirt I got, this is one that is kind of like a, this never happens. I found it at Walmart out of all places in the world, in my size. And it is the Halloween poster shirt where it's uh, John Carpenter's Halloween and you have the 
pumpkin head with the knife on the side. And it says, the night he came home. And then underneath, you have the credits of the film. You have everybody. Jamie Lee Curtis and Deborah Hill and John Carpenter. It's just great that they recreated that, obviously on a black background. Let's see. The blend of the shirt. I'm feeling the shirt. And I would call it a... I would call this somewhere between a light and a medium. (laughs) So I guess you could call it uh, light plus or medium minus. (laughs) That's the blend of the cotton. That is insane. I am into blending of cotton now. That's just ridiculous. And you know what? While we're at it, I'm going to throw you one more shirt. Again, the reason why I'm so surprised with this Halloween one is because came from Walmart. I can I never find anything good at Walmart. Well, that's not true. That's not true because I'll talk about it in a future episode maybe. I got a whole bunch of um Star Wars shirts from Walmart that were really good. Again, I have to order them online cuz of sizes. But going back to my last shirt that I'm going to throw here for you guys to take a look at, and I hope I can get pictures for all these things, is a, a Fury Road, a Mad Max Fury Road, and it's the Doof Warrior? Hold on. Let me see if I can find the proper name of this character. And it is the Doof Warrior shirt, what I like to call it. Okay, if you guys remember Fury Road, in one of these crazy chase scenes, you know, the bad guy has this this really weird, bizarre guitar player that is attached to the front of one of these massive trucks. And when he plays the guitar, fire comes shooting out of the neck of the guitar into the air. And from what I understand, from what they say here, he's supposed to be a blind guitarist who is part of the uh, Immortan Joe's militia. He is a bizarre character that you wish you would know more about, but it just makes that scene so much crazier than you would even anticipate it to be. The insanity of having that kind of a character and if you remember behind him there are like a hundred speakers attached to the truck that he's riding on so they're playing music he's playing his guitar (laughs) he's attached with chains so he doesn't fly off the truck and fire is just like like a flamethrower is spewing out of the guitar it was a bizarre insane scene that made a very memorable character for that film and i got a shirt for that that one i ended up having to buy i think through a private company or something else. I forget the name of it. It's somewhere in here. If I remember it, I'll put it in there. But it was like, I might have even been an Etsy type of company or something. It's completely original art, but it is basically him in the front aiming at you with the speakers behind them. And it says, War Boys Tour. (laughs) It's from a company called Cabanzas. Again, I never heard of this company. What I did is I did a search for Doof Warrior and that's where it landed in that particular company. Now, <laughs> that one is on a black background. You'll see the art. I can probably get a copy of the art for that one too. The cotton blend, I would call it a heavy cotton blend. This one is the, the thickest of all of the cotton ones that I've gotten. And again, it's one of these bizarre shirts. The, the best thing about that particular art is that it's meant to look like a concert tour, like, a, like an 80s you know, metal band concert tour shirt. And it's based on that character. Again, it's it's just a weird, weird selection that you never really run into frequently. Let's put it that way. But anyway, I wanted to just share with you guys one of these many different things that I like to collect. What I've recently been kind of 
gravitating towards is some of these genre t-shirts that I, I, I've been kind of eyeballing lately. And, uh, uh, and I'm, I'm very happy. Again, this company, Fright Rags, I'm very, very happy with their products. And I can't wait till, uh, you know, they start putting out some more. They have a huge selection of genre, specifically horror. That's, that's their, their niche. A lot of horror things. And the best thing about them is that it's not the traditional horror shirt. They go, out of their way to find those side things having to do with that particular franchise that are not necessarily the movie poster of, you know, just a generic movie poster. They'll focus on something specific and then turn it into a shirt or a hat or something like that. So we're going to do a bonus round of a couple of more action figures that I recently got that I wanted to throw in here, you know, just for the hell of it, because they're really cool looking. <laughs> and and I really hope it's not one of these down the rabbit hole type of things again that I hook on and then don't let go for a number of years. But these just got my attention really good. First up, kind of following up on an episode I did, I think two episodes or three episodes, I don't remember, that I talked about how I got a, a G.I. Joe Snake Eyes, you know, in the package with the traditional, the old vintage looking card art part of this new, I don't know what you want to call it. It's kind of like a retro wave, you know, modern figure with vintage card card backs. Star Wars has been doing something similar to this for a while now. Anyway, and I was talking about how I, it would be nice to have Storm Shadow also. Well, I finally found Storm Shadow. I attended a Comic-Con, a, a very economic Comic-Con, if you will. It was the Central Florida Comic-Con. It's kind of like a low to medium grade Comic-Con. And primarily the, the dealer room is what I was interested in, really. And uh, amongst all the different things uh, running around in the dealer room, I was able to find Storm Shadow, which is great. It's got a ton of accessories. And primarily, my biggest interest really is the uh, card back. And it's funny because I, you know, I was talking about those those T-shirts, especially the uh, Escape from New York T-shirt, and how that that art is so not reminiscent. It copies this uh, perfectly, you know, this card back with the the big explosion behind the character and the action pose and the print. You know, it's all there. It's all there. How they, you know, how how they copied that art. But this is, yeah, this is definitely one. I'm, this is going to go on the wall. This is definitely going on the wall. It's carded. I'm keeping it closed for this particular one. However, I uh, also went to a, uh, I think it must have been a toy store or something. I don't even remember at this point. Maybe it was also at the convention or it might have been a toy store I visited afterwards. I was able to pick up the six-inch Snake Eyes. This is part of what's called the Classified Series. It's like the Black Series, basically. You guys probably know what I'm talking about. And it is a larger, obviously larger, six-inch version of Snake Eyes. And he's got a ton of accessories. And this one I completely opened. This one I had to display him. I have him on my desk here, you know, in, in a typical action pose type of thing. I am hoping that I will be able to find the Storm Shadow version of him. This way I can have them both together opened. And then I have the smaller ones with the card art, you know, up on the wall. That is one of the things that I remember, which, even with Star Wars, is one of the things that bothered me the most about the Black Series is the lack of card art. They packaged it in a, in a very muted, no frills, no thrills, black package. And I don't, I mean, I guess that's a way of saving money, but 
I'm the type of figure collector that I appreciate the art. I appreciate when they put time into the art. Some lines use photos, some lines use art, you know, whatever, but I appreciate that. That's one of the things with this package is that you get very little card art. Even though you have the, the boxy package, there is a small art, tiny little side with, 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 with Snake Eye's face in it. But if I prefer, you know, if you have, if I had to choose one in terms of which I would love to display most, it would be the carded one because it has, again, the tradition. Not only does it have a card art, it has the traditional vintage card art. So that takes care of my, my G.I. Joe fix for now. Another one I want to mention that I, I think I received this one a little bit before I got these two is the NECA series McReady from The Thing. It's called the Ultimate McReady Outpost 31. And this one comes in, you know, those, if you're familiar with the NECA ones, you see them all the time at uh, whatever store where they have the collectibles, the specialty stuff, and, and the packaging is is box collectible, you know, a boxy kind of package, and a flip open book style uh, cover. So you flip it open and you have all the stuff there to be taken. You know, it's pretty fancy looking. Tons of accessories, t different heads you can put on him. It's basically McCready from The Thing. Now with NECA, you have to remember, and I've read about this and I've seen tons of videos, NECAs are not exactly the most sturdy of toys. They are toys. Yes, they are action figures. I, I, I assume that's how they're categorized, but they kind of fall more under collectibles because they are super fragile. And I already destroyed something. Well, I didn't destroy it, but I kind of broke it. So what you have here, what I, the way that I have him is I have him displayed. He's holding the shotgun. He's, show, he's holding a lantern. And I have him with the, with the blue hoodie, the visors, the, the wind, the snow wind visors, and his big floppy hat. Which is kind of, I think, if I remember right, it might be kind of the look when they first arrive at the other station and they're looking to see what happened. I think that's kind of what I'm going for with mine. Like I said before, it has a whole bunch of alternative accessories that you can put. It has all kinds of different hands. Gloves or no gloves. It has a, a, a JB bottle. It has... The special sunglasses, the wraparound sunglasses he uses uh, for, you know, for piloting. It has uh, a scotch glass. <laughs> and like I said, it has two other heads. Another hoodie kind of head with a more frightened look. And then a hoodie-less, you know, let the hair flow kind of head. Unfortunately, if you're going to put the hat on him, I think it works best with the hoodie ones because of the shape of the inside of the, uh, of the hat. But... Again, he is another one that I have posed on my desk. This one is going to stay. I had, I, I had to open that one. That one I had to open. There's no way around it. That one had to be opened. <laughs> and it's just, oh, man, it's just so cool. And I know they made, uh, McFarlane made a couple of thing, uh, figures very long time ago with the Movie Maniacs line. I never got those because I was, tell you the truth, it was repugnant, the creatures that he was making. And today I would snatch them up in a minute. Uh, I, I don't think I appreciate them back then as much as I appreciate them now. And if I had a chance, man, I would get them right away because of how accurately 
a good day look. And I think more or less that was the same size, the same scale of the movie Maniacs, more or less. But I have a feeling this has way more detail. It's just a much better figure. Speaking of um, them being super fragile, the lantern. What happened was I tried to put the lantern in his hand and I snapped the wire that, that you can you grab the lantern by. I snapped it. So I was able to kind of re-glue it into place and... In a way, I did not re-glue the top of it because this way I can just open it and attach it to whatever hands he's wearing without having to force it through the hand because that's what happened. When you force it through, that's when the snap took place. So it looks, for my purposes, it looks great. And and that is the, the curse of NECA. NECAs are meant to be displayed, not meant to be played with. <laughs> Speaking of NECA, the final one, the final bonus action figure, toy, collectible, whatever you want to call it that I'm going to talk about is Annabelle. Oh boy, Annabelle. A couple of weeks ago, and this is also part of the reason why this show is so late putting it out, is I went on a trip up north, uh, and I was away for like a week and a half or so, uh, so that's why some of these latest shows took a while to finish up. I saw the advertisement for The Conjuring 3, and I'm like, oh, The Conjuring, oh, I think I saw The Conjuring 1 or 2. I think I've seen at least one of those movies. So I was like, all right, well, let's, you know what, before I watch 3, I'm sure I don't want to miss out on anything. And then, you know, I started researching. It's like, oh, no, there's so many Conjuring, not only Conjuring films, but Conjuring universe films. So I'm like, oh, man, I got to catch up with this. This way I can watch it at the proper time when it comes out. So I started going through all the movies. I started to go in, in order of how they were released. Uh, I actually ha- should rewatch the first one again because I haven't seen the first one in a long time. So I started with whatever came second, third, fourth. And along the line of all those films, there were the Annabelle films, which, you know, I can appreciate the fact that they formed the universe. I can appreciate how good the first film is. And I can appreciate how they've built this universe, they're not the scariest movies in the world. They're not the best movies in the world, but it's a nice little kind of a comfort food, familiar place to visit kind of universe. <laughs> and and I do appreciate the connections. I do appreciate the overlapping characters or the overlapping Easter eggs or mentions that get thrown around here or there. And with Annabelle, it was kind of like, oh my God, this one is so crazy. And I'm watching this film and I'm like screaming at the TV and screaming at the characters. And it was, again, it wasn't the best, but it was a good time uh, that I was having watching them. The Nun film, oh my God, what a crazy, crazy character. But anyway, as far as um, merchandising or toys or action figures, you're not going to see a lot. I I believe there is a Nun figure out there somewhere, really creepy looking, but I found this Annabelle figure. Again, it's a NECA figure, the same type of packaging as a, as the thing. And what you get is the doll sitting in a chair inside the glass cabinet that is kept in their house. And it's very important because it's it's right in, out of the movie. It has to be kept in that cabinet or else all hell breaks loose. It comes with a couple of accessories. Let's see. Oh, it has... Basically, two additional heads and a little piece of paper or something, which who cares? But what's funny about it is that the head, the the additional heads that you could swap out, (laughs) look almost exactly like the head that comes with it. 
The main difference is the way basically the eyes are positioned, more or less. Because even in the movie, when you really, really think about it, in those three movies, this isn't the type of, this isn't like a Chucky doll that's chasing you around with a knife. The doll is basically a doll. It just sits there and does nothing, more or less. The eyes might change a little bit. It looks left or it might look right, depending on where you're at. But there's not a lot of, like, action taking place with the doll itself. A lot of physical movements. Which is kind of funny because it's like when you're wa- done watching the movie and you're like, oh my god, I'm exhausted from all the craziness and the, the you know the ghosts and all this and that or whatever, the supernatural element. You're like, yeah, but did, have you noticed that the, the doll really doesn't do much? <laughs> anyway, it got to the point, I remember I was I was telling my son about it because he hasn't, my son's not a big fan of horror films, but I was telling him about it and I was telling my daughter about it. So I, I was watching, they were like, oh, you're watching, those movies are horrible, why do you even bother? I'm like, no, no, that was actually, defend-. I was like, no, they're actually pretty good, they're really entertaining. And he's like, and by the time I got to the third one, it was, I was basically like talking to the TV like I was Tracy Morgan. So I was like, Annabelle, don't open that door. <laughs> So I was doing the whole Tracy Morgan watching a movie uh, narration of the film. But like I said, it was I had a good time watching it. And now I have the doll. <laughs> I have the creepy Annabelle doll. The good thing about this doll, if you think about it, is when I do my Halloween display in my house, when I bring out all my old McFarlane movie maniacs, it, she's going to be there. She's going to be part of the uh, the movie maniacs display of Halloween. But we have one more final one I want to throw in here. Last second edition. Part of the bonus action figure review. What I have here on my hands is a six-inch Star Wars Black Series Jackson. And what the hell is Jackson? For those of you who are not, like, super old like me. Well, Jackson, from what I remember, was a completely invented character for the Marvel comic book of Star Wars. He appeared on a number of uh, issues. Completely ridiculous character when you think about it. He's basically a green rabbit. More or less a Bugs Bunny kind of (laughs) looking thing. And for a very long time, it was kind of like the butt of the joke. It was almost kind of like holiday special territory in terms of how people would refer to Jackson. And it kind of stayed that way for many, many, many years. But as usual, when people start looking and, 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 you know, for different things and different stuff, I remember there was, I think, a Clone Wars episode, if, if it was Clone Wars, where you see the skeleton of what could be Jackson. And it was perceived to be kind of like an in-joke of I guess the the makers, I guess maybe Filoni or some of the producers or the director of that particular episode, kind of making fun of the fact that here's the remains of a character that we don't want to really talk about right now. Granted, he's not of the status of the Tonica sisters where like, thou shall not name (laughs) these characters ever again in any shape or form, but for whatever reason, over the last, I don't know how many years, as as Stuff just happens. They created a Star Wars uh, Marvel comic cover, I believe, which I actually bought. I think I have it here somewhere. Of classic Star Wars characters on one side of the door, kind of pushing at the door or hiding behind the door. And Jackson on the other side trying to kind of get in. Again, from what I remember, it was pretty ridiculous. 
but it was one of these things that for a collector like myself would kind of bring you into this very obscure thing that not a lot of people like that is kind of like, oh, yeah, that's an interesting thing to kind of keep in the back of your mind. And, oh, it's too bad they never made a figure out of it. Well, a couple months ago, I remember seeing something about how they were going to put out a Jackson 6-inch version. And let me tell you what you get. The figure, as much as the packaging, is something that I was pretty surprised as how good it looks. Let's talk about the figure first. This is a 6-inch version, the Black Series. He is wearing a red ish kind of uh, outfit like a pilot outfit which is what he's supposed to be wearing you know if you if you look at the the original marvel comic he is wearing more of a i would say it's a more of an orangish tinted costume a little uh, very reminiscent of the x-wing pilot kind of costume but you know more in that vein but still pretty good now this particular version of the character i don't think is based so much on the original Marvel one, but in a more modern IDW version of Jackson, the different publisher, that I guess they produced a couple of issues when IDW, I guess, still was involved or sharing or something like that, the Star Wars franchise uh, rights. So it is possible that Marvel and IDW at the same time, you know, had these characters. Because when I look at some of the pages from this IDW version of called Star Wars Adventures, it matches almost exactly what you see on the cover of the packaging for this figure. His face is a little different than the original Marvel one. He still looks more realistic to me as a figure than it would be a cartoon character or an animated character to that effect or, or, or a comic book character. It looks to me like they purposely tried to make him a little more lifelike, so he kind of blends a little easier, you know, with the other six-inch Black Series figures. Uh, granted, they've, in the past, were able and have done characters that were exclusively animated, as far as an animated show. So by that, I'm talking about, you know, Rebels and Clone Wars and that sort of thing. But... This is a character, as far as I'm concerned, has never really made it to an animated show. It only made it in comic book form in different, uh, you know, in different incarnations of it. But that is what they're kind of shooting for more. And again, he is so odd <laughs> that it kind of like fits in, in, into the what I have, you know, for my collection of figures. He is so strange. It kind of works. Now... As I mentioned before, the other thing that I was just as impressed by is the packaging. And, and you've heard me before talk about it, and I, I mentioned it even today, about how the Black Series figures, I hate the packaging because it's just a black box with nothing special about them, practically no cover art, back art, front art, any kind of art. But this is a little different. That I, It's something that I really, I don't think I've seen before with these Black Series figures, and that is... It is kind of like a Black Series packaging. You know, you have the black box with the big window in the front. But this has a cover, like a book cover, so with a little Velcro attachment. So you can kind of pop it open, as you heard right there, and kind of read a little bit of what's in the inside flap jacket. But also, the front cover of the cover book, if you will, has art, which is, again, this is exactly what I'm always looking for. 
And it looks to me like the art matches this particular issue. Let's see, annual 2019, $7.99 Star Wars Adventures, Disney. Uh, the artist is Sakai, or Sakai, something like that. And it is the same picture. It's You see... You see what looks like royal guards chasing Lando and chasing Jackson. And that matches the, the cover of this art. Again, it looks to me like they are purposely going after this particular look of Jackson. But even then, even with that, I still think they made him even more realistic than you could imagine from these drawings. So you open up the flap and there's another picture of Jackson there, and he's like like leaning on a corner, and you could see Dangar uh, kind of peeking through. Interesting. And in the uh, inside jacket, in the many different languages, you have the following. It says, Jackson. Jackson is a nearly six-foot-tall, green-furred, leppy smuggler and captain of the rabbit's foot. Known for his wise cracks and high kicks, Jackson has helped Han Solo and Chewbacca out on more than one occasion. Okay, I'm not familiar with the reboot or the reintroduction of this character as far as these comics are concerned, so I don't know how far they went with him. I am glad they made this figure. Again, going back to the packaging, so if you look at the, um, like if this is a book, if you look at the, where the edges of the pages are, there is more art on the top edge of the pages. On the side edge of the pages, there's more art, presumably from the comic, that particular comic, because I see Lando popping up here or there, stuff like that. And in the back is a more traditional Black Series information, you know, all the uh, fine print and the copyright information and all that stuff. Another thing that's very interesting about this particular packaging, and this is something that I had started to see a little bit, but I wasn't too crazy about in terms of not just noticing, but chasing it down is that it does have the 50th Lucasfilm Limited kind of like an anniversary logo on the box. Has it in the front, has it in the back. And I did notice, like I said, there were a couple of newer figures that they're kind of tying them in with this 50th anniversary kind of thing. And it kind of makes sense. You know, if you, if you take a, a, a character like Jackson, who is such an obscure, bizarre character, it is a representation of something so old that, you know, specifically by taking an obscure character, like if you took a Luke and you say, this is Luke from Marvel Comics, and it's like, and it ends up looking just like regular Luke, it'll look like a repackage. But by taking a character that has never, ever been made, it's like a super crazy bonus that Star Wars collectors have never seen before. Again, it's the equivalent of, of getting like the, the Tonica sisters or something like that. Personally, to me, this gives me hope that one day they'll make Zero <laughs> from Clone Wars, which is another one of these ridiculous characters. Like I was, I I used to think he was such a ridiculous character, and it kind of started to grow on me after a while because he was so over the top ridiculous. But I was always disappointed at the fact that they never really made a figure out of him. I mean, granted, it would have to be a pretty large size figure because you're talking about a hut. But this kind of gives me hope that hey, maybe one day they'll they'll go the the zero route, and maybe at least make a three and three quarter version of them. You know, I, I would I would love to have a zero because it is so again weird, obscure, a character that they've been dodging for years. If you think of, I've seen, I've seen some really good custom made ones, but the Hasbro or has never really bothered to make that one. 
So yeah, that gives you a little snapshot out of uh, you know some of my latest and greatest in acquisitions as far as action figure goes. And a little bonus, it was the bonus round for me. If you bother to stick around this long, you guys get the bonus round. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. We we went the uh, action figure route this time, and we actually veered off into t-shirt world in a way because the that's a whole other collectible out there that really you know we don't talk much about it it's kind of like it's there but you don't really pay too much attention to it but i wanted to highlight a few of the uh, of the latest acquisitions in in, in the realm of t-shirts and collectible you know genre t-shirts that sort of thing graphic shirts you know that, that that kind of stuff but anyway i wanted to obviously you know go over the action figures the new action figures that i've been getting uh how they kind of fit in the collection and just like it usually happens the show is getting ready to go to bed and breaking news viacom cbs consumer products in other words star trek has partnered with playmate toys to come up with a whole new line of Star Trek figures. (laughs) So, this is so crazy. It looks like we're going back to the beginning again in a way. Well, not the the very beginning, but my beginning, the more successful beginning, if you will. Not the Galoo beginning, but the Playmates beginning. And, And we have talked about Playmates for so long, and I've told you about you know, these specific figures that I have and how they kind of represent my my original Playmates uh, Star Trek collection. Well, guess what? Playmates is back and they are going for another shot at it. They're talking about how, you know, with the addition of this new animated Prodigy show, which is supposed to be the, the Janeway show, Lower Decks, which is already premiered, and now I think they're working on the second season, Picard, again, second season coming, Discovery, if I think we're about to hit the third season, and there's more stuff along the way because we have Strange New Worlds and, and, you know, there's supposed to be other stuff, the Section 31 show and some other stuff here or there, but anyway, they have this this, uh, very mysterious picture uh, they released from Playmates, six figures, and they're kind of in mid-transport, so they're all very kind of like sparkly and shiny, sparkly, shiny, and you can't really tell, but if you look very, very carefully, you can kind of tell them apart a little bit. It looks like we're going to get, at least at first, and I guess they're going to go in waves, obviously, like they always go in waves, and this is the first wave. The first wave of six figures will probably include, there's a what looks to be a, a, a data from Picard. Okay, so that's interesting. Michael Burnham from Discovery. Okay, they're going to to that area. Uh, Jean-Luc Picard from Picard, obviously. Captain Pike from Discovery. Ooh, interesting. And also Strange New Worlds coming soon. Saru from Discovery. And it looks like there's a bearded Spock from Discovery Season 2. That's the younger Spock, if you remember. So... Yeah, it looks like we're we're back, and and I, ah, man, that's that's really exciting. They haven't really talked about the, the action. You know, what is the size? What is the articulation? We don't know any of that. The packaging, you know, all that stuff that I like the most. We haven't even touched that yet. They haven't given us that information. But given the other two shows that are floating out there with with Prodigy and Lower Decks, I wouldn't be surprised if we get some of that too at some point. This is great. I hope they stay in the three and three quarter size. That is my favorite size because that also keeps the price a little lower. And card art usually is much nicer with a smaller figure. My personal taste, of course. So just wanted to give you that little little extra little bit of information. You know, we were talking about the reaction of Star Trek figures. And oh my God, all of a sudden now you got a whole new wave of possibilities of what would be considered future Star Trek or current Star Trek. 
can't wait to see that. So on behalf of everybody here, thank you for listening and we'll see you soon here at GeekFest Reds. Bye-bye, everybody. of play star trek the next generation action figures phaser space sets and enterprise their mission to boldly go where no one has gone before go with them star trek the next generation a world of action and adventure now in your galaxy from galoob If you would like to subscribe to our show, send us messages, or see video links to some of the topics we talked about today, please visit our homepage at geekfestrants.com or our YouTube channel, Facebook page, or iTunes at Geekfest Rants. I don't know what we're yelling about! Geekfest Rants is produced by Carlos Perone, copyright 2021. This broadcast is part of the IC Robots radio network. Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long.